0: Welcome to Health Currents Radio. I'm Ellen Goldsmith, your host. This show is all about transforming your life through your health. We're going to meet people who've done that, give you the resources to work on it, and share information that inspires and motivates you to make positive changes in your life. My passion is health, and it's what I've done for over 30 years. Thank you to our sponsor, Pearl Natural Health, a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic located in downtown Portland, Oregon. You can find Pearl Natural Health at pearlnaturalhealth.com. We live in a world where one in three children born in the year 2000 or later are on track to develop diabetes or cardiovascular disease. One in four young adults are too overweight to even serve in the military. And obesity is a bigger health crisis globally than hunger and the leading cause of disabilities around the world, according to a new report published in the British medical journal, The Lancet. Only 2% of children in this country eat enough fruits and vegetables, and 100% of our children are growing up in a fast food culture. Today we're speaking with Kurt Ellis, who's co-founder and executive director of Food Corps, which seeks to address this problem. FoodCorps was launched in August of 2011, with just 50 service members in 10 states, and as of this year, there are now over 130 service members in 15 states. Food Corps is proud to be part of the AmeriCorps service network. Let me tell you a little bit about Kurt. After growing up in Oregon and finding his passion for food and agriculture at the Mountain School in Yale, he moved to Iowa to investigate the role of subsidized commodities in the American obesity epidemic. The film he co-created there, King Corn, produced with Ian Cheney and Aaron Wolfe, received a national theatrical release and PBS broadcast and helped drive food policy discussion around the Farm Bill, earned a George Foster Peabody Award. Under his Food and Community Fellowship with the Institute for Agriculture and Trade Policy, Kurt Ellis helped launch the mobile garden project Truck Farm and directed Big River, a sequel to King Corn, for Discovery's Planet Green. Ellis is a Draper Richards Kaplan social entrepreneur and a recipient of the Heinz Award. He also serves on the Board of Directors of Slow Food USA. Kurt, welcome to Health Currents Radio, and thank you for being with us.
1: Thanks so much. It's great to be here.
0: So with this enormous and epidemic problem affecting children, not only in this country, but children around the world, Can you talk to us a little bit about Food Corps so that our listeners can understand how it's going about to help solve this problem?
1: Sure. There are 100,000 public schools in America, and those schools are really the places where our children grow up learning not just about math and science, but about food. Um, Kids in America today often get the majority of their daily calories in school. Uh, The 32 million children who eat school lunch and increasingly school breakfast and after school snack um, grow up learning about what to feed their own families and what to put in their bodies throughout their lifetimes uh, in the school lunch line and in the classroom where they learn about nutrition uh, and in the schoolyard where they either have an opportunity to run around and play and grow food in a school garden or uh, grow up with just more screens flaring at them uh, and making little electronic sounds. (laughs) Uh, Food Corps tries to enter those challenging environments and transform them into oases of health uh, and sustainability. Uh, Our service members, who are essentially a sort of peace corps for healthy school food, teach children about what healthy food is and help them understand where it comes from. They build and tend school gardens where kids get a chance to grow and touch and taste real food themselves. And then they work with farmers and lunch ladies and lunch gentlemen to get healthy, high-quality food grown in a sustainable way, served to kids every day in their school lunches.
0: So how are you setting up these collaborations? Because you're working with a lot of different constituents. You're working with students. You're working with schools and school districts and uh, school cafeteria workers and then farms. Can you tell us a little bit about how food core functions in that way?
1: Sure. We learned early on in our work that uh it, wouldn't make sense to have a one-size-fits-all uh, cookie-cutter approach to how you transform school food in this country. Um, there's already a patchwork of amazing organizations around the country that are making a difference in their home communities, uh, connecting children to healthy food in the way we we hope to do it in our program. So we place food corps service members under the direction of those great local partner organizations. And uh, we work with those partners to build out a web of relationships in each community where we work uh, with parents and volunteers, with uh, local community leaders and business leaders and elected officials, and with the fabric of, of schools and school leaders within the communities we serve as well.
0: And so I know I have a child and I know how challenging it is. You know, they're growing up in a fast food culture and I feed healthy food to my daughter at home, but there's a real big pushback and, you know... How are you working with kids and really helping them kind of turn around and kind of let go of those addictive flavors that they can't seem to get enough of, like fat and salt and sugar?
1: Well, you know, I guess you can use the the carrot or the stick, as it were, and at FoodCore, we embrace the carrot. <laughs> uh, we Rather than emphasizing too much about uh, foods kids shouldn't eat, we tend to focus on how fun it is to Try new fruits and vegetables and get excited about uh, growing a salsa garden and making your own salsa that's just as spicy and flavorful as you like it with all the ingredients uh, that you love. Um, We try to make food something that everybody can find their place in Mm. and uh, focus on the positive um, because I think there's a lot of bad news out there about uh, our food system and the best way to transform it is actually to focus on what is possible if we work together to, to build a vibrant, healthful, sustainable food system that's available to all people.
0: What's really interesting is working in the United States where we have such a diverse culture. And I would probably expect that your Food core service um, members would be walking into a lot of different cultural, cross-cultural um situations. And how, you, how do you work with that? Well, we, we
1: work hard to recruit service members from within the communities we serve. Um, mm-hmm. And then at the same time, uh, we make it very clear that our role is not to airdrop into a community and pretend to have all the answers, but instead to help bring the right people together around the table to find an enduring solution for the community that comes from within it. So the reality is that school food looks very different and should look very different in Jackson, Mississippi, from how it looks in Helena, Montana, or rural Iowa, or North Powder, Oregon. Um, And that's really what what our world should be like, is uh, food is cultural, and it is personal, and it is uh, something that should be different in each place around the country.
0: So you're really working from from the ground up, from from the youth up. It must. Do you find like what's happening with the kids is really filtering back out into the families as well?
1: We do. So. Our, you know, we have uh, service members who who tell us stories about parents who come up to them and say, you're not going to believe this, but my kid made me buy broccoli at the grocery store last <laughs> that's night. That's great. And, uh, you know, that's that's a mark of success to us. And the number of children who want to take home recipes for how to make their own kale pesto uh, at home with their parents is a really, uh, really great sign that, that our work is having a lasting impact.
0: Fantastic. How do you... Um, I? When I listened to you speak, I think it was on the TED Talk, you were saying that you, you had uh, a limited amount of spots and lots of people um, applying in to uh, become service members in Food Corps, but you're also expanding. You started with uh, just a, being in a, a number of states and you keep expanding. So how, how is that going and how are people, are you finding places for all these enthusiastic people who want to participate?
1: Yeah, there's just an incredible response, uh, so far to the, to the food core program. Uh, there's this whole generation of emerging leaders in the fields of food and agriculture and sustainability, um, that is looking for a, a way to, to get their feet in the mud and get started in this work. So, um, the last couple of years, we've had more than a 1,000 people apply each time to serve in Food Corps, with just 50 spots in our first class and 80 service members uh, and another dozen second year Food Corps fellow positions in our current class to the as many as 130 service members and 15 Food Corps fellows we'll have in the field starting this summer. And uh, so our job is figuring out how to how to fund the positions to support all those people in the field mm-hmm. uh, we we are busy fundraising all the time and then to find the right partner organizations um, community organizations that really know what works best in terms of uh, fixing school food in communities around the country
0: so how are you going about with that finding those partners and finding funding
1: so for finding partners in each, state where we operate, we pick a state-level lead partner organization and work with them to build out a network of community-level partners uh, that host service members in their particular communities. And uh, there's a lot of demand to, to have service members as well. When we first launched Food Core, we put out an open call for organizations that wanted to be that state-level lead partner in their, in their state. We had 108 organizations from 40 states uh, say they wanted to fill that role. Oh, that's great. So, at this point, we're we're building out a network that right now has 61 uh, community level organizations that host food core service members uh, across 12 different states, and uh, we'll grow that network even further next year as we move into three new states and expand within the states we serve.
0: And then you have a a, a kind of public private partnership going, don't you, through Ameri- AmeriCorps and?
1: Yeah. So the the food core uh, is about. uh, federal funding uh, to make our work possible. And then the rest is raised from private individuals who care about connecting kids to healthy food and want to make a donation to our website, foodcore.org, or foundations that want to make a a larger grant commitment to Food Core to help us grow into a new state, like uh, we're expanding to California this year and New Jersey and Hawaii.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, I just saw that you are partnered now with the Edible Schoolyard Project. Is that correct? Or
1: We are. Yeah, we are um, actually going to be training our uh, state-level team leaders, these Food Corps fellows who have spent a year in Food Corps and are going to come back for a second year as the kind of uh, coach and guide and mentor for the service members in their states. And uh, we're going to bring them all together for a week of intensive training at the Edible Schoolyard in Berkeley uh, this summer.
0: Yes, and for those of our listeners who don't know what Edible Schoolyard is, it's a project started by Alice Waters of Chez Panisse. And it, how old is that? I'm I'm not quite sure how old that project is.
1: That's a good question. I feel like it must be 15 years
0: now. Yeah, but it's 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 quite expanded out into the country and even some internationally. How are you How are you measuring success? I, I mean, I saw that you have um, uh, that you've really reached a lot of people in terms of. Um, You've reached forty-four thousand p- children and two hundred thirty garden projects, and twenty-one thousand six hundred and eight pounds of produce harvested for children, and f- over fourteen hundred volunteers. Um, how's how's that going? Well, you
1: know, th- those are the the kind of um, metrics of of progress that you can put a number on. Yes, and we feel really wonderful about those those markers of, of moving the, the school food conversation forward in the places where we work. But there's still a difference between a child reached and a child changed. Mm. And So a lot of our focus on measurement now is about looking at the subtler things that happen when a Food core service member spends a year in a school teaching children about real food and getting them excited to eat it. Um, we did our a, a first round of uh, outcome surveys this year where we did a, a beginning of year uh, survey with a whole bunch of children around the country, 3,000 kids in a sample group, um, and asked them what their attitude was towards healthy fruits and vegetables. Uh, And then we returned and asked the same set of questions at the end of the year and saw a really powerful signs of improvement across the board of children uh, really coming to appreciate and enjoy and want to eat fresh and healthy food as a result of having a food core service member in their class uh, throughout the year.
0: That's fantastic. And are you in, let's say you're in a school and you see those results, do your food core service members stay in the school? Is there a kind of progression that happens so that that child then moves out of the program, but then other children move in or do you move to different schools?
1: we We imagine that a food core service member will be in a particular school for something like five years as this kind of healthy school food environment takes root as we get. Classroom education to really focus on hands-on food education again, and as we get school garden projects built and running smoothly, with lots of parent volunteers out in the schoolyard, and as we work with food service workers and farmers to get healthy, high-quality food from local farms served in school lunches. Um, so it'll be a rotating cast of food corps service members throughout those five years, one service member per year handing the baton to the the next person. Um, but then at the end of our uh, time in, in a school, we really hope that the school food environment can move on in a positive direction without us. Uh, by that time, there will be lots of engaged parent volunteers and a kind of culture of doing things that is uh, fundamentally healthier than the one that's in place right now.
0: So it sounds like you could say that FoodCorps is paying it forward. You're You're building that strong community so that it can run itself, so to speak. That's very much the goal.
1: And, and mm-hmm. at the same time, uh, investing in a generation of leaders who then, once they finish their year of service in Food FoodCorps, uh, go on to to build a healthier food system for us all in other ways.
0: That's so great. How can people find out more about Food FoodCorps or, or where it might be if, it, if it's in their state or their town, uh, or if they indeed want to participate and join FoodCorps or apply for Food FoodCorps? How would they do that?
1: You bet. We're recruiting right now, in fact. And uh, the best place to learn more is at foodcore.org. Uh, and you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, and uh, we're easily tracked down online in and, and a number of different uh, newspaper articles and videos on YouTube that you can see and learn more about what we do and how we do it and how you can get involved.
0: That's so great. Well, as we as we end our conversation, Kurt, I, I just want to um, ask you if, if you could – shout out a call to action for our listeners out there. Um, you know, how can our listeners uh, participate in reversing this trend and of obesity and, and how can they engage in the positive trend of moving towards healthy food?
1: You know, I, I do think schools are a really special place to begin this work. And whether you have a child in school right now or not, uh, you can always get involved in a school garden project in your community. They're they're, uh, really sweeping the country right now. You can uh, get involved in a school garden, but then hopefully find ways to take it to the next level of uh, joining a school wellness committee or a local food policy council uh, and just stimulating the conversation in your uh, your particular place around how we can feed the next generation uh, really healthy, high-quality food.
0: So there's something all of us can do.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And there's something all of us really must do at this point.
0: Yes, well, thank you so much for being with us today in Health Currents Radio, Kurt. I I really uh, appreciate the work you're doing, and and I really wish you great success. And FoodCorps may it be everywhere we turn, every school we walk into.
1: <laughs> thank you so much. We so appreciate it.
0: Okay, thank you. Have a good day. You too. That's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. I'm Ellen Goldsmith. My passion is health, and it's what I've done for over 30 years. Thank you again to our sponsor, Pearl Natural Health, a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic located in downtown Portland, Oregon. You can find Pearl Natural Health at pearlnaturalhealth.com. You can listen to Health Currents Radio and connect with us on communityradio.fm slash healthcurrentsradio. Find us on iTunes Download us on the mobile app Stitcher or join in the conversation at Facebook.com slash HealthCurrentsRadio. We want to know how you are transforming your life through your health. Next week, we will speak with Emily Ritchie, who is a Food Corps fellow in the state of Oregon, working with the Oregon Department of Agriculture, coordinating farm to school programs. So please tune in.